This is Mount Pleasant Baptist Church, Atlanta, Georgia, a congregation full of life and love with a legacy of outreach ministries. Everybody's invited to church in person Sunday at 10 a.m. and online at mountpleasantatl.org. And now, the Mount Pleasant Baptist Church, Atlanta. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you so very much. I used to be a cheerleader, so my voice is really loud. So, so I don't burst anybody's ears. I have a strong voice. First row alto. <laughs> Giving honor to God, our Father, an amazing, awesome God whom we serve each and every day. To the shepherd and his lovely wife of this great church. To Mount Pleasant, my sisters in Christ, and my brothers too. To the choir and all the you ministries, ministries that you have here and the leaders. Thank you all so very much for having me. But I give the honor to God this morning. All praises, glory, for allowing me to stand behind this sacred desk and give you what thus said the Lord. For there is a word from the Lord. If you would, please turn with me to Romans chapter 5, beginning at the first verse. And I'm going to be like Elizabeth Taylor was with her third husband. I won't hold you very long. <laughs> and the word of God reads, according to the New International Version, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand and we rejoice in the hope of glory hope of the glory of God not only so but we also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that sufferings produces perseverance perseverance character and character hope a hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. Oh, gracious God Almighty, we come before your throne of grace to thank you for another lovely day. Thank you for another opportunity to come to your household of faith, to worship you, to give you all honor and glory to lift up the name of Jesus and be attentive to the Holy Spirit. Father, forgive us for any sins that we have committed by word, thought, or deed. Forgive us, our Lord. Thank you for being such a loving and forgiving God. Thank you, Lord, for blessing us and watching over us. Thank you, Lord, for having us clothed in our right mind. Thank you, Lord, for we have a place to worship and we have a God to serve and glorify. Thank you, God, for all the many blessings. 
Now, Lord, as I humble myself and stand behind this sacred desk, I ask in the name of Jesus that you use me like never before. Use me, Lord, to preach your word, that your word would go out, accomplish what it should, and not return void. Bless your people, Lord God, as they sit and humbly listen to what thus said the Lord. Let your word prick the hearts, Lord. Let it save someone. Let it allow someone to be delivered, set free, even contemplate on coming to Christ. We thank you, God. We love you. We give you all honor, glory, and praise. It is in Jesus' mighty, precious name that we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen. I'm so grateful this morning that we serve an awesome God who will fight our battles when we're willingly keep calm, love, and pray. There's nothing you can do about a wayward child. There's nothing you can do about a spouse that's not doing what you want him or her to do. There's nothing we can do about the people who cuts us off in traffic. Even when they shoot us that special little sign that's missing a finger. There's nothing we can do about the bosses on our job who give the promotion to someone else when we thought or we felt that we should have received it. There's nothing we can do about it when we're going through so much and we're having a battlefield in our mind. We have to just keep calm, love, and pray. And there's nothing we can do about the inflation of gas or food. God did it before, he'll do it again. It wasn't too uh, long ago when we were going through the same gas prices. But did you miss a beat? Did you run out of gas? Were you stuck on the side of the highway? If he did it for you then, he'll do it again. You just have to keep calm, love, and pray. It's so ironic how everything is going up, but the paycheck stays the same. No one wants to talk about inflating our checks. But as we petition God and we pray, we have to ask God to teach us how to continue to be good stewards over all that he has blessed us with, loaned to us. That he will bless us with a reprobate mind to do the right thing. Don't go out and be foolish when you hear this stuff. Now, use common sense. If they say there's an inflation, start budgeting. Because, see, you're going to call your friends, and they're going to tell you no when you have your hair done, you got your hair done, then you want to borrow, borrow from them because you done spent your bill money. Just keep calm, love, and pray. Now, Apostle Paul wrote this letter to a very sophisticated church. They are known as the Frozen Chosens, the church in Rome, who started their church on the day of Pentecost when Peter preached that powerful message and many were saved. And the church of Rome had left and was going back. And as they were leaving, they were preaching the gospel to many, spreading the good news about Jesus Christ, letting everyone know about their experience with the Holy Spirit. But Paul wanted to tell them on the matters of salvation, righteousness, faith, sin, 
judgment, the death and resurrection of Christ Jesus, the law, the role and status of Israel, and the obedience and self-sacrificial love. The church in Rome was known for spreading the gospel abroad. Now, Paul began his letter, not like a Dear John letter, Dear Roman Church, this is what I want you to know. No, Paul, Paul wrote this letter very boldly. He just came out and said, hey, I'm Paul, a servant of God. I know who I am and whose I am. I'm one who labor and exert himself for the benefit of another. See, Paul was a profound missionary. He didn't want to take money for himself, but he loved collecting and helping the poor and needy and those in poverty in the area. He was called to be an apostle. He was sent as a messenger and a missionary, one who published and preached the gospel of Jesus Christ. He was set aside and set apart and, and set apart and sanctified to do the work of the Lord. And he served time in prison. Yeah, he went to jail, but it was good trouble. Trouble for Jesus so that many could be saved. But after Paul's brief introduction, he presents the facts of the gospel that Jesus is the son of God and a descendant of David. Paul also informed them that he is not ashamed of the gospel. He'll tell it and talk to anybody, even on Nine Owl uh, in Walmart. He'll talk to them on Owl 3 in Kroger. He'll talk to them at the quick trip, the service station. Paul was not ashamed to talk about Jesus. But are you? Do you share the gospel of Jesus Christ with whomever you come in contact with? Or are you ashamed to let people know that you are a strong believer and a Christian and a faith? Paul wanted them to know, but because it is the power of God, for salvation of every, is for everyone who believes. He had to let them know, yes, it is for the Jews first and then the Gentile, because the Jews was chosen especially for God. When I was studying this a and, and long time ago, I was always wondering, why didn't he give it to the African-Americans? You thought we probably would have fought over it? But look at what's happening in Israel today. God's chosen people. For in the gospel, it's a righteousness from God. The righteousness is revealed through his son, Jesus Christ. A righteousness that is by faith from first to last, just as it is written in the word of God. The righteous will live by faith. De God declares us to be righteous because of faith and faith alone. You've got to have faith. Faith, the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Faith the absolute trust when you need healing. Faith, the absolute need of everything that you know that God is going to provide. Faith is a gift from God because he is saving us through his son, Jesus. It is God's grace, not our faith that saves us. In God's mercy, when he saves us, he gives us faith. 
And that faith gives us a relationship with his son that helps us to become more like him. Through the faith he gives us, he carries us from death to eternal life. Then after Paul's brief introduction of himself, he presents the good news. Now, I can't keep calm, Sister Regina, when we're talking about the good news of Jesus Christ. I'm about to lose my mind up in here, up in here, when you talk about Jesus. The one that saved me, brought me out the club, put my feet in the choir, I can dance, 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 dance all night. Just like I did in that club. When Jesus saved us, he saved us with a purpose and a plan in mind. He didn't save you for just to come to church and sit on the pew. He wants you to work, be a servant, go out and spread the gospel. Everybody in here is saved. He wants you to go out in the highways and the byways, underneath the bridges. Find someone who don't look like you or don't smell like you or don't act and talk like you. Offer them Christ because they need him. Paul's good news talks about salvation. It's available to all, not just Jews, Gentiles, black, white, no matter what your nationality is. Christ is for all. A regardless of a person's identity, sin, or heritage, we all are saved by grace. The unearned, unmerited, undeserved favor from God. You know, half of the things we have now, we don't deserve them because we were disobedient. But because of the love God has for us, we serve a mighty God, a loving God, an awesome God, an amazing God who loves us in spite of what we do. But through faith, the complete trust in Christ and his finished work, we are saved. Through Christ, we can stand before God justified, not guilty. Isn't that, isn't that wonderful? That's good news within itself right there. We are free. We don't have to go to live in sin day after day after day after day. We've been delivered. We are free. Freedom from the power of sin. Freedom from the law. Freedom to become like Christ. And freedom to discover God. Limitless love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not ever perish, but have eternal life. Now, who wouldn't serve a God? And all we had to do was just believe. Keep calm, love, and pray. Now, in this fifth chapter, Paul talks to the Roman church about peace and joy. But he starts out in telling them, therefore, since we have been justified through faith, now, here we are, we're justified. Willingly, we move from sin to grace. He's taking us from sin to righteousness. 
to from sin to more of God's love. We have peace. We have been reconciled with God. There is no more hostility between us, no sin blocking our relationship with God. We have peace that surpasses all understanding. Peace with God is possible only because Jesus paid it all. He paid the price for our sins. He is our redeemer. He gave his life so that we may live, live a life and live it more abundantly, have everything that our heart desire. And all we have to do is love God and believe, but love one another like God loved us. Now, that's the hardest thing for us as Christian believers to do. And we wonder why sometimes we can't get more in the church. We have to look at how we're living outside of the church. So I can't put my Sunday clothes on today and look all pious and bougie. And then when I get in the streets, I want to put my sneakers and my jeans on and act a fool. We cannot do that. That's straddling and you're lukewarm and God's going to spit us out. So we have to get it right. We have to make up in our mind today, for God I live, for God I die, because of what he did for us. Now, I have a son, one only son, and God want me to give him up for y'all? Y'all might as well kiss y'all loved ones goodbye. That's how I know God is awesome, because that's just something we in, in human nature cannot do. But God sent his only begotten son here. So the world can be saved and go out in the four corners of the world and tell everybody about somebody who can save anybody. You got to tell your story. You have to share it because there's someone out there that needs to know that you always didn't look like this. That was some sin that was wrapped all around you, like bubble wrapped, like luminal foil. A saran wrap. It was all over you until God picked you up and turned you around and he placed your feet on solid ground. On Christ, the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. Paul states that as we believers, we now stand in a place of the highest privilege. We are friends. In fact, his own children. I'm glad that I am a friend of God. He calls me friend. But Paul let them know that through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand, and we rejoice in the hope of glory of God. Now, in that, now somebody should have been running through here now. The hope of glory. We have that hope in Christ. We didn't have to do a thing but just live and believe and accept him as our Lord and Savior. Believe that he is the Son of God. Believe that he is the Messiah. Believe that he is the anointed one. Believe that he is the Redeemer. Believe that he is a Deliverer. Believe that he is the one who saved you. Believe 
in Jesus. As Paul states clearly in 1 Corinthians 13, 13, he says faith, hope, and love are the heart of the Christian life. Do you have faith? Do you have hope? Do you have love? That unconditional love. Our relationship with God begins with faith which help us realize that we are delivered from our past by Christ's death. Hope grows as we learn all that God has in mind for us. It gives us the promise of the future. And God's love fills our lives and gives us the stability to reach out to others. God said, love as I have loved you. Now, here's the formula for becoming an overcomer and knowing we are more than conquerors. Now, there's an S plus a P plus a C plus an H equals a BB, okay? Not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings. Now, I know you like, what happiness do I have when I'm suffering? When my back is against the wall, what suffering, what joy is there in the suffering when my heart is aching? Where is the joy in that? But see, your sufferings, there are four types of sufferings. Your physical, so where's the joy when my knees are aching or my ankles hurt? Or my hands, I can't hardly move them. Where's the joy in that? Where's the joy in my mental state? When I can't remember, did I put the salt in the refrigerator or did I put it in the cabinet? Where did I lay my keys? But sometimes that comes from just being too busy and we need to slow down. What is the joy in suffering when I have been emotionally abused? Sisters talking about me and don't even know me. Get to know a sister before you start wearing her out. Because before you know it, she's loving and love you just as much as you love her. Sisters, we've got to stop tearing each other down. We are all beautiful. We're gorgeous. Look in the mirror every day and see yourself and your sister looks as beautiful as you do. Let's not have that crab barrel experience with them when they come to church because they look good. Okay, we don't know how she got that dress. She could have been eyeing that dress for a whole month, waiting only to go on Clarence or Sally. Because you know we don't buy stuff at the regular price. We, we sit and wait. We eye that dress to death. And those shoes, we're going to wait till they pull them down. And we really want them bad. That's when we buy them if we have to have them. But when the sister come in here looking, showing up sharp, tell her she's beautiful. Girl, I love that dress. And she may even tell you, well, you can have it. I just want it for the day. But now, don't tell me that kind of stuff because I keep all my stuff. I, I just say thank you <laughs> and keep it the moving. <laughs> but where is the joy in the suffering when we having psychological issues? Our mind is having a battle, and there's so much going on. 
and we haven't taken the time to pray, at least journal and get it out of our head. We're going on and on and on day by day. And then we wonder, why are we snapping at people? Why are we being so angry? Because, you know, some, some people have been like that way since they were a child. They were just bitter, mean, and then they grow up to be cantankerous adults. Because no one corrected them as a child. So we have to be careful how we treat people because God is watching. And in our suffering, that brings us to, because we know that our suffering produces perseverance. Sometimes when we're going through those stages of suffering, we can't even move. We have to wait continually on a healing. We have to wait continually on an answer from the Lord. We have to wait sometime for the doctor. But the Bible tells us, they that wait upon the Lord shall mount up with wings as an eagle, like an eagle. They shall walk and not get weary. They shall run and not faint. You have to wait on God because in your waiting, God is doing something. But you have to stay humble. Now, you can't step out of character and think that you're going to do jo God's job. Your name is whatever your name is, and he is God. It is not yours. He tells us to cast them to him because he loves us and he cares for us. So why are we holding on to something that gives us pain? Why are we holding on to something that makes us suffer? Give it to him. Push it on up there. Hurry up. Don't hold on to it, bag ladies. Turn it loose. Let it go. And you'll relieve yourself and be more free. Now, your suffering produces perseverance. You are not alone. God is with you. So don't let people tell you that help's on the way. No, 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 sweetie. Baby, help is right here with me. Because according to my Bible, God's word, the word of God, it says that he will never leave me nor forsake me. So God is always with me. And I know he's with you because he's just that sovereign God. The testing of your faith, let perseverance finish it. Let it finish its work so that you may mature and be complete, not lacking nothing. Now, that's what Brother James said. So if you persevere and you wait on the Lord in your time of waiting, you're gaining your strength. And in the midst of you gaining your strength, you're becoming more knowledgeable with God and your relationship is building and you'll trust him even more. So learn how to wait. Keep calm, love, and pray. Your perseverance bring about character. Because see, if that character is not growing, you're going to stay in that same rut. You're going to be spiritual paralyzed and not knowing what to do. Your character is your mental state. If you're always going to think like a child, you're going to act like a child. And you're never going to put away childish things. And then you wonder why nobody wants to be around you. Because they're moving on and growing in grace and God's mercy. Everybody can't wait on you. 
Come on, get with the program. You've been in this game long enough. You know exactly what we need to do. And we need to stay in the word of God. Trust him on his word. Stand on his word. I mean, literally, take the Bible, put it on the floor, and stand on it. And let God know, I'm trusting you. You said that you would do it. You said that if I ask, you will do it. You have to trust him. And your character will bring about your hope. Your hope of glory. Knowing that one day you're going to see God's face. Now that's your formula. So your suffering plus your appearance plus your character plus your hope equals your bountiful blessings with benefits. You're feeling the presence of God once you are obedient to his word. In this life, we're going to experience some difficulties, but it's going to help us grow and mature. We rejoice in suffering, not because we like pain. Who likes pain? Or we deny its tragedy. We have to embrace what we're going through. And I love it that we're going through and knowing that we're not going through it alone. So we can rejoice knowing God is right there with us. He's not going to let any hurt, harm, or danger come your way. But because we know God is using life difficulties and the enemy's attack to build our characters, don't you want to be more like Jesus? Don't we have to share in some of Jesus' suffering? So the problems, difficulties, and the struggles, and trust me, the struggles are real. We run into will uh, develop what our perseverance will develop, which in return will strengthen our character, deepen our trust in God, and give us greater confidence and hope about the future. Don't that make you happy? Knowing that you have hope in your future. And hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out his blessings, his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit, which is another gift that he has given us. We thank God for those opportunities to grow and to deal with them in his strength. So keep calm. Love and pray. Pray without ceasing. Pray always. Don't get up without praying. Don't leave your house without prayer. And don't forget to pray all day, every day. Keep calm. Love like God and Jesus loves us. Always. So as the food prices and the gas goes up, so does our faith. As our bills continue to increase and they don't let you know within the 30 days, so does our faith. Because of our increased faith, Christ Jesus has brought us into his place of undeserved privileges, full of God's grace and mercy, where we can stand boldly before the throne of grace with confidence and joy 
looking forward to sharing God's glory with everybody. All they have to do is confess. Believe it in their heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that Jesus Christ is the Son of Man, that Jesus Christ is the suffering servant, that Jesus Christ is your Alpha and Omega, that Jesus Christ is the beginning and the end, that Jesus Christ died on that cross from you. They hung him high. Yes, they did, because they wanted everybody to see God's glory. Jesus. We must tell somebody, anybody who would listen, how good God is. Tell them how God delivered you. Tell them how God protected you. Tell them how God sustained you. Tell them how God kept you in your right mind when you thought and you knew without a doubt you should have lost it. Tell them how sometimes you were down to your last dime. We ain't always been the way we are now, but because of God's grace and mercy, he brought us through. Thank you, Lord. Telling them how God made a way out of no way. When you put your last dime in the plate, in the offering basket, and before you got out the door, God doubled it. When you gave your all to God, and before you could wake up the next day, he gave it right back, plus more. Tell him your story. Tell him how he made a way out of nowhere. How God is providing for you. How God kept you during the circumstances when you thought you were going to lose your mind. You can't keep calm when you think about the goodness of God and all that he done from you. My soul cries out, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. Because we could have been dead. We could have been in somebody's grave or behind bars in somebody's jail. But because of God's grace and mercy, he brought us through. Because of God's grace and mercy, he brought us through. Because of God's grace and mercy, he brought us through, y'all. Because of his grace and mercy. So keep calm when you have the right perspective to keep calm. But lose your mind up in here when you think about the goodness of Jesus and all that he done for you. My soul cries out, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Praise God. You've been listening to the Mount On The Go podcast. If you've been enjoying the word, please consider donating to the Mount Pleasant ministry. We have various ways that you can give to the ministry to allow us to become better in our pursuit of delivering God's word to you. You can give via PayPal at mtpleasantatl.org. You can give via Zale, info at mtpleasantatl.org. You can also give via Square and Givelify. For Givelify, just search for Mount Pleasant Baptist Church with our address, 17 Melvin Avenue, Southeast Atlanta, Georgia, and you'll be in the right place. In addition to all these options, you're always welcome and invited to grab an envelope and have cash or checks sent to the church, whose address is again, 17 Melvin Avenue, Southeast Atlanta, Georgia. For questions, comments, and concerns, feel free to email us at info at mtpleasantatl.org. That's info at mtpleasantatl.org. 
You can also visit our website, www.mountpleasantatl.org, to follow us on YouTube and Facebook for the video version of the podcast. Our services are live every Sunday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you are more than welcome to visit the church in person every Sunday at the same time. Thank you so much for listening.